0: All the people said. Open your Bibles if you would, please, to the book of Ecclesiastes. It's in the Old Testament, just before Song of Solomon, Isaiah, right after the book of Proverbs. The Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter three. Tonight, Brother Ingai will be doing the speaking. And also tonight we're going to be We're going to be making some announcements concerning the activities of the rest of this year. And, uh, we are mentioning some of the activities, uh, to different ones at the present. And tonight we'll we'll be making a formal announcement of, uh, when things are going to be. And then if there's no serious objections, because there's always objections to Having a meeting with this uh, many people together, there's always somebody that's going to be gone. They're going to, they're planning to get sick or something, and uh, so uh, we will be running that through and uh, listening to any of the uh, serious complaints of of having uh, that particular thing on that schedule time. And then if uh, if things go the way it should, why? We'll have in the paper next week a uh, more scheduled schedule for the end of the year. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm speaking on the subject of time, time, time and dates, and we find here that to everything there is a season and a time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, a time to every purpose under the sun, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, give us wisdom to know when to do what. Because we know that our times are in your hand. And we pray, dear God, that we may recognize what you have to say about time, about dates, and may we not kick against the time that you choose. We pray, dear Lord, that you would speak to each heart today. Show us thy will in thy word. We know, dear Lord, it's time for people to be saved. We know, dear God, it's time for us to do your will. Help us, Lord, to look into the Scriptures and know what you have to say about our times. Bless us, we pray, and may people be saved. May Christians draw near to thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. Now, man has always been fascinated with time, with dates, especially in foretelling what's going to happen tomorrow. If you can convince people you know how to tell what will happen tomorrow, they will give you all the wealth they have. That is why that we have so many fortune tellers and so many palm readers, so many hocus-pocus fellas, That can convince you. And they're real scams. And so man has always been interested in fortune telling. Not only have they been interested in what is going to take place tomorrow. They are interested in what has taken place yesterday. I am amazed when watching television. How much time. How much money. How much of people's values are being spent on digging back into uh, past things that mean absolutely nothing to us today. It's amazing how many people are interested in those things. And we understand that they are doing their very dead level best to prove the theory of evolution by finding out that God did not create the world as God said he did. They have never been able to prove it yet. They've never found any evidence whatsoever of evolution. And they have done everything in their possible power, by hook and by crook, to be able to convince people that this world was somehow evolved, whether by a Big Bang theory or whether it is by some other theory, why they they want to, and if they are not trying to prove evolution completely and denying God altogether, they are wanting to combine man's evolution theory with the word of God. And they will never be able to do it. And so when people try to brainwash you into thinking something like that, remember they've got their time All out of order. Man has always been fascinated with time, with history, when things took place. And today, in the time in which we live, we are possessed to prove when certain things took place and to the point of ignoring the fact. And while... It is true with the environmentalists. It is also true with the predictors of future events. And personally, I believe Y2K fits into this man's confusion plan of time. I believe if you're all excited about what's going to happen when the turn of the century comes back, you're going to find uh, a few days from now, from then you're going to find that you have been hoaxed again. And we find that we need to study what God has to say about time. As we study the Bible, God's Word, we study it respectfully. We study it in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing, And hearing by the word of God. True faith. Saving faith. Faith you can stand upon. Is faith that is standing on the word of God. And so many people. They believe what they believe very strongly. But they have no biblical reason whatsoever to believe it. And so. If we can see the facts that contradict the popular and the erroneous ideas of man that has been set forth through television and through schools and everything else as the truth, we just simply take God's word at his word. Let God teach us instead of Us going to the Bible, as so many modern day Bible teachers do, they have their own man-made ideas. And then they go to the Bible to prove to you what they believe is of God. And God wants you and me to just simply take his word, read it, study it, believe it, and from that, receive what God has for you. Now, this this morning, I want to take some time in just reading the Bible as far as divisions of time mentioned in the Bible. Now, of course, we have about uh, three different periods of time that are mentioned in the bible that are that vary from year to year or vary from moment to moment vary from time to time and it's just that generations how long is a generation 30 years 70 years what what is a generation 20 years I've never found anyone that could give me a biblical answer. And then, of course, we have moments. How long is a moment? I think it varies. Probably like generations do. How about seasons? Seasons. How long is a season? You should have a season of prayer. Are you going to pray as long as the summer season is? No, so we find that you have those those times, but in the scripture, I want to make mention to you uh, one that I mentioned that varies, but it's found over in the book of Psalms, chapter 30, and in verse 5, it says in chapter 30 and verse 5, for his anger endureth, but a moment. You know, some of our religious friends, they believe in what is known as annihilation. And they believe that God's anger is so hot that it is like being caught in a fireball in a modern explosive, that there's nothing left of you. Or just the opposite. I, I saw a TV advertisement on Magnolia's method of freezing their chickens. They call it blast freezing. And I guess they are soft at one moment and the next moment they're hard as a rock because they are frozen just instantly and uh, how long is a moment my friend his anger endureth but a moment so be sure you stay out of that in his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning a moment how long is a moment Look, if you would please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51-52. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and in verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it did not say the blinking of, Of an eye, optometrists tell me that the eye twinkles how many hundred times a second or a thousand times a second, I don't know which. I could hardly believe that until you look on the camera shutter and some of those camera shutters, uh, I've only, I, I got one that goes up to a thousand, but mine would not catch a speeding bullet and market stand still, you have to have a faster speed than a thousand I can't I can't feature how quick a shutter can open and shut in one thousandth of a second. And so it should not be such a wonder that we would understand that a twinkling of an eye could your eye could twinkle a thousand times a second. And that would be 60,000 times a minute. You don't blink that many times, I hope, if you do. I remember, I remember one of our national singers back in the Baptist Bible Fellowship in the United States. He was a Bible student, and as far as I know, he was, not only was he like so many popular singers, full of vanity, but uh, he was so full of vanity. That he was one of the first persons I ever knew that wore contact glasses. Contact glasses today are very common, but back then only vain people wore contact uh, glasses. And those who could afford it, of course. And so, but his contact glasses made him blink. I mean, uh, he blinked so much that we used to nickname him Blinky. And so, your eye blinks, it twinkles in a moment. This is how fast a moment is. Now, I, I could not find in the Bible a second. I could not find in the Bible a minute, but I could find an hour. In John chapter 11 and verse 9, in John chapter 11 verse 9, we find this statement, Jesus answered, Are that not 12 hours in a day? You say, well, the Bible is wrong. There's 24 hours in a day. Well, it depends on what you call a day and a night. Our day and night is 24 hours. And us funny people in the world today, we count a day starting at midnight. That seems so stupid. I mean, that's in the middle of the night. We even call it midnight. How can it be in midnight when just a second after exactly 12 o'clock midnight, when the spooks and the hobgoblins come out, why, bingo, it's morning. I think the Jewish people were wiser when they said that hours or the day started in the sundown to sundown. Ooh. Some of us think that it starts from sunup to sundown. Jesus said it started from sunup to sundown. There's 12 hours in a day. And so we find that hours, uh, we have divided them up into 60 seconds. We have divided them up Into 60 minutes. And 60 minutes uh, times 60 times 60 is what? 360 seconds. I remember back in 1960. 1960. I went to Hong Kong. And I bought an English wool suit for $25. Try it today. You can't do it. But I went into Hong Kong back in 1960, and those people in the immigrations office, or in the immigrations counter there at the at the uh, airport when we went in, they had a clock that had the day, it had the hour, it had the minute, it had the second. They're all in digital. I had never seen a digital before that. And then not only did they have a second, they had a fraction of a second to about the third or fourth point down there. And the the last digital that was running uh, so fast you could not even see it, The first two or three on the clock you could not even read them because they were going so fast. Today I have a hard time reading the seconds, let alone the split seconds. And so we find that an hour is divided up into 24 hours of the day. And as we look at the word day, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5, Back in the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and verse 5, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. I think that's where the Jewish people get from sundown to sundown. And uh, the evening and the morning were the first day. So we find that a day is 24 hours, whether you count it as we intelligent people do from midnight to, uh, to midnight, or whether people do it as they do out in the, in the bookhead from sun up to sun up, or as the Jewish people did from sundown to sundown, however you cut it, it is 24 hours a day. And our days are uh, added up into what is the next fraction for the next part. Weeks in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Verse 1 chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day God rested from his work which he had made. Now, you cannot find anywhere in the Bible where that a week is longer than seven days. In Exodus chapter 20, you can let the evolutionists talk about their millions and billions of years all you want to, but you that are in the teaching profession, be sure you do not deny God by catering to evolution theories. And God rested in the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Seven days. In the Old Testament, the seventh day is the emphasized day. In the New Testament, the first day, day, is the emphasized day. There was a time in pre-do-baptist history how that many of these uh, Christians and Christian in name said that God had changed the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday. Nowhere in the Bible can you find that true. You can find the opposite of that you can find where that Jesus Christ fulfilled what was the seventh day uh, symbolizing of and he arose again on the third day and gave us a day of worship as a New Testament church. And so we find that a week is uh, seven days and next is a month. How many days in a month? Now you're going to get into some arguments here. How many days in a month? Well you kind of have to be a little bit careful on this one because we're going to talk about a year in just a minute. So how many days are there in a month? I got my concordance out and the highest I could find there was twenty four days. In a month, twenty-four. I cannot find on the twenty-fifth day, or the twenty-sixth day, or the twenty-eighth day when it talks about a month. I cannot find that. But as I continue to search in my concordance, which I am not a Hebrew scholar nor a Greek scholar, I cannot. I cannot awe you with my intelligence. I've had a high school education. So, and a good Bible education. And uh, I have learned to read my dictionary and I have learned to read the concordance. And in the concordance, they have some Hebrew words for the Old Testament and Greek words for the New Testament. Now, I've learned that much about Hebrew and Greek. Old Testament is written in Hebrew and the New Testament is written in Greek. And so, uh, that's a start. And I found out that the word month in the Hebrew is identical and also in the Greek it is identical with the word month. I mean with moon. Now I don't think that's where the moonies came from but uh, let them go where they're going anyhow without getting involved with the moonies. They may find you a Korean husband but I'll tell you they may send you to hell also. And so not that the Koreans will but uh, the moonies might. But the month is this is the same as moon in fact in some of the places it is identical to the full moon now i realize that your hair begins to grow and your teeth begin to grow and your ears begin to grow on the full of the moon if you happen to be a werewolf or when the moon comes out full but uh, now there's all sorts of ideologies and idiots things out there that you can think of and you can turn it into, but the Bible teaches that a month is identical to the, to the moon. And so, however many days they counted in one month and in the next month, why well, we've got it simplified again. Not only do we have a day from midnight to midnight, we have moons, we have months that have 28 days, some years 29 days another year we've got in the same year we've got uh we even learned it in in kindergarten in kindergarten 30 days half september april june and november all the rest have 31 save february which in a day of toleration it has 29 i forget how it goes but be that as it may we find that a month is identical with the moon now we find the years in first chronicles chapter 27 and here is where i found that a year had 12 months first chronicles first chronicles follows second kings and it goes just before second chronicles isn't that brilliant First Chronicles chapter 27. I'm just talking while I'm trying to find it. I was back in the book of Exodus looking for Chronicles. Chapter 27 of the book of Chronicles and verse 3. Hopefully it is there. It was in my concordance. In verse 3 it says of the children of Peres. That's not Leto. Was the chief of all the captains of the host for the first month. And then we find that over the course of the second month in verse 5 his course was over the third month. And then we find in the verse 7 was the fourth month. And it goes on down fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. The twelfth month and uh, you will not find that too many places in your Bible. But we find that, that uh, God refers to the year. There are 12 months to the year. And as you study your Bible, you will find that when God refers to years, he almost never goes beyond the word a thousand. In Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. According to the Bible, we are in the year 6,000 or thereabout. The 7,000 year, will be the millennial. This is why that I don't believe we ought to get too excited about Y2K. Is because past, past fortune tellers, past, uh, prophecies, past panic button pushers have failed to push the right button to know exactly when Jesus is coming back and when a calamity is going to take place, they may someday be able to determine earthquakes when it will happen. But be that whether they will or whether they won't, I will guarantee you they will never be able to predict when Jesus is coming back to earth again. You can be sure of that. And so while... Divisions that vary, like generations, seasons, times, uh, and moments, they vary in their length of time. Now, as you read your Bible, not only do you find about uh, those different divisions of time, as you read and study your Bible, just as an individual, you will find that it is actually days, if not day. That you and I ought to be interested in. To you and us. To you and me. To us. The emphasis is. As Jesus said in the book of Luke. Chapter 22. In the book of Luke chapter 22. And verse 53. We find that Jesus says this. When I was daily with you in the temple. Speaking to the Pharisees. Ye stretch forth no hands against me. But this. Is your hour. And the power. Of darkness. You see. You and I. Should be interested. In our hour. Or our day. Rather than. Years. Now. You know we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 2 there is a time to be born and there is a time to die. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 we find this statement in verse 1. The good name is better than precious ointment and now you'll have to take this one by faith. And your faith better be resting in the rest of the word of God as well as just in this one verse. And the day, let me start all over again. The good name is better than precious ointment. And we find that the day of death is better. I'm reading that better end, but that's what he's talking about. Than the day of one's birth. You believe that? You have to be a good Christian to believe that. You have to be. You cannot believe. That. The day of your death. Is better. Than the day of your birth. If you are not a solid. Believer. Believer. And liver. In God's word. Because. When you die. According to the scripture. And you are saved. You immediately. Go to heaven. Which is better. Heaven. Or earth. Heaven. Which is better. Being with the Lord. Or being. Down here on earth. Being with the Lord. Even the Apostle Paul had reached that position and he said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But it is more needful for me to stay with you. Most of us stay with you because we're not quite sure whether that's true or not. We are sure, but we're not just, uh, well, as one fellow says, are you, ready for heaven, and he said, yes, but I'm not homesick. And so we find that the day of a man's death is better than his birth. Now you have to believe the word of God, but the emphasis to you and me is that the birthday is not as good as the death day. Second of all, there is to you and me To everyone, to us, there is, according to Romans chapter 2. In Romans chapter 2, I will show you another day in everybody's life. Everybody's life. Not only is there a day of death, and certainly no one has to convince you that there's a day of birth. Mine is December the 29th. What day were you born? Everybody has a, has a day. Some days run together. But every one of us have a birthday. Brother Fernando up in the autos, we asked him, when is, when, what day were you born on? He said, I don't know. What year were you born? He said, I don't know. So he has no idea how old he is, what day he was born. He did know who his mother was, but she did not know whether it, what month it was or what year it was or even what day it was. And so uh, Mrs. Schott gave him a birthday. <laughs> you and I are, what, more fortunate? Are we more fortunate that we know the day that we were born? I mean, does it really do you any good? Now, you and I and Brother Fernando are exactly the same because none of us know the day of our death. Amen? Now, the next day that is emphasized to mankind, to you and I, is Romans chapter 2 and in verse 5. But after that, the hardness, thy hardness and impotent heart Treasureth up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. In everyone's life, there is a day of wrath. There is a day of judgment. When is it going to be? Thank God. Mine, and I hope that yours is, and if not, I hope it will be this morning. My day of wrath was back yonder, almost 2,000 years ago, when Jesus took my sins and the penalty of all of my sins, and he laid all of those sins, though all of my sins were yet future. I was yet future. I was out floating around somewheres in ether somewheres, uh, wherever we were before we were born. Besides in our father's uh, loins, as the Old Testament says, we find that the day of wrath, Has either happened on Jesus Christ. Or it will happen to you. It will happen to you. The day of your death. The day of wrath. Will happen to each one of us. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after this. The judgment. Now either your judgment is already passed. Onto Jesus Christ, or it is awaiting you, the judgment of God is awaiting you. Damnation, hellfire is in the future for you. The third division of time, and how we thank God that this one is true, is in Second Corinthians. Chapter 6 and verse 2. For he saith, I have heard in a time accepted and in a day of salvation and in the day of salvation have I succored or helped thee. Behold now is the accepted time. Behold now is the day of salvation. My question is, are you ready? As I watch the news, as I read the papers, as I see the hurry scurry of people, let me ask you a question. What value is it if you are Y2K ready and you're not ready for the day of your death or the day of your judgment? What value is it if you are ready to go out and get a job? You're highly educated. You're ready to pass any board. You're ready to pass the examinations. What value is that if you are not ready to meet God? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted day. Time. You say, oh, but I have much time. Hmm. Bible says in the book of Proverbs, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Proverbs 27.1, boast not thyself of tomorrow. This is what the barn building fool did. He said, I will say to my soul when he became retired... He had earned his money. He had built his barns. He had them full. And he said, I will say to my soul, Soul, take thine ease, eat, drink and be merry. And God says, thou fool, today thy soul shall be required of thee. And then who's all of these preparations are going to be good for? Boast. Not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Today you may be here. Today tomorrow you may be gone. Mrs. Shot was talking to our daughter Margie yesterday. And she was telling about a friend of ours. That is not as old as either one of us. That something happened to her. She lost it. Mom said, what do you mean she lost it? Well, she just lost it. said, she's not here. You can talk to her. She just looks. said, something happened to her. She doesn't respond. said, you can touch her. She doesn't respond. Said, you can walk her around. She doesn't... Said, she'll walk, but said, she doesn't look. Said, she doesn't watch. Said, doesn't talk. Said, she lost it. Mom said, I wonder what she lost. My daughter said, she lost everything she had, Mom. (laughs) My friend, when your mind goes, you're gone. Crazy people don't accept the Lord. You may think we're all crazy. Crazy. But if we're saved, we're not crazy unless we went crazy after we got saved. My friend, listen. You may be able to be saved today. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. Shall we stand for prayer? Bible says, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? You remember the story of the bridegrooms. There were ten virgins. To make a long story short and get down to the nitty gritty, it says, and they that were ready went in. They that were ready went in. Never mind whatever happened and why and this, that, and the other. And my friend, with all of the reasons and excuses that you may be able to produce, are you ready if Jesus should come today? Are you ready if death would overtake you? Are you ready if your mind leaves you? Our Heavenly Father, speak to hearts today. If there's one that is not saved, may they come to be saved this morning. We as thy children, if we are not prepared to meet you, we're wasting our time worrying and thinking and planning about things that may never come to pass, that have no real essence values to them. They do not win people to Christ. Help us, Lord, to change our ways and to dedicate our lives to Thee. Recognize how foolish we've been and confess our sins to Thee and be saved before it's too late. For Jesus' sake, amen. Page 270, just as I am. Will you come as we sing? Page 270. Just as I am. Sing it right out. Verse 1. Just as I am. If you've never been saved. While personal workers come. Will you come? Will you come to be saved? We have people on each one of these aisles. That will help show you how to be saved. If you'll be saved today. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Will you come? We've got something wrong with the microphone. Thank you. You know, for a moment I thought maybe that roar was the Lord coming back. I looked out. Almost in panic, and I thought, oh my goodness, what will some of these people do if Jesus should come right then? If Jesus would come in a twinkling of an eye, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. You say, when he comes, I'll get ready. No, you won't. You won't even know that it took place. You'll wonder what in the world happened. You will believe the devil's lie." Just like you are today. The devil is deceiving you. If you are not saved and you're not coming to be saved this morning. The devil is blinding you. He is deceiving you. Today is your day of salvation. No matter how many people are praying for you. No matter how many of your loved ones are saved. If you are not saved. You should come today as we sing verse 2. Will you come? Just as I am <laughs> not to raise my soul, all dark blood. Will you be saved? Whose blood can't Lamb of God, I, come, I, come. I have heard arguments on how many people did God create in the garden. The answer is one. You see... God created Adam as an individual. And then God created Eve out of Adam. And from Adam and Eve, you and I, we're here today. Whereas by one man, sin entered into the world. Death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. You had a birthday, you will have, if the Lord tear his coming, a day of death. The question is, are you ready to meet God? No one can be saved for you. Babies cannot be saved because they cannot think. They cannot reject, they cannot accept. You cannot be saved until you realize that you are a sinner, you are an individual, and who God is, what God has done. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and that means the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ died for you. Your good works cannot save you. Your parents cannot save you. Your church cannot save you. Baptism cannot save you. There is absolutely nothing in the world, there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That is the name of Jesus Christ. And God only saves when you come to the Father through him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Have you ever personally one time as a sinner received Christ as your Savior? If not, you're going to die, you're going to go to hell, you're going to be under the wrath of God forever and forever. Today is your day of salvation. Come before it is too late. Let us sing one more verse. Will you come? Verse 1. I am without one will you come but that blood will you come for me, mm-hmm. and that this is your hour I believe that there is a moment of time be I believe there is a moment man. I believe there is an hour There's a particular time that you make your decision, say it may be known, it may be unknown to you, but you have the opportunity, but you never know when it will be the last opportunity. God help us as we go our separate ways, if you are not prepared to meet God. Not only today, but now is the accepted time. I think it has well been said by some writer in the daily, in the daily record books. It says every man has his, oh, it says every dog has his day, but every man has his hour. Did you know that? Now that's not Bible. That's just what I read out of my, my daily uh, diary book. Every dog has his day. Every man has his hour. I believe the hour of opportunity and the hour to be saved is given to each one of us. Don't pass it up. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for your love and mercy to us. We thank you for this one that came, came to be saved. We pray, dear God, that you'd look down upon her and may she look to thee for her salvation. For each one that's in the pew here today, they came to church to hear your word. They were attentive. They listened. I pray, dear God, that they heard thy word. They may hear with not only their ears, but their heart. And they may believe on thee in their heart. And be saved before it is everlasting too late. Dear God, as we part ways, be with us, watch over us, use us this day. For Jesus' sake, amen.